Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Cucina Aurora Kitchen Witchery Podcast. Uh, this series is the Recipes for Romance series, and we are going through some of the key recipes and delicious foods in my new cookbook, A Kitchen Witch's Guide to Love in Romance. And uh, before we get started, here's my little disclaimer. We say the F word and we talk about sex. If that's not your jam, don't listen. Tune out now. If you like things like dirty language, uh, curse words, witchcraft, bad puns, and sexual innuendo, then stay right here because that's sort of what we do. Uh, So onward, here we go. I am joined once again by my amazing, sweet, wonderful, cute, adorable, loving, very patient husband, partner, best friend, Justin. Hi. <laughs> uh, I must tell you that your mustache is looking quite dashing. Oh, thank you very much. It's a mustache. Thank you. Not da- must must mustache mustache dashing. It's very dashing today. Thank you. I don't know if you've used a new wax or same wax. I'm I'm trying to actually since um you, usually as you know when I would go to work when we back when the world was normal, um I would do you know put serious wax in my mustache every day to keep it a certain way for most of the day. Yeah. Um, I stopped doing that, and then the hairs kind of are trying it's to like little, go their own way. A little unruly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting a little bit unruly. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to Train so wax and re- kind of basically retrain the yeah. hairs to do what yeah. I want them to do. So, yeah. Well, I, I have to say, I feel like you've shown up to our couch, you know, with a little extra fancy on Well, thank you. You know, I like to dress for the occasion. <laughs> Crap. What does that say about me? You're awfully comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying earlier, I'm really glad this isn't video because uh, we can do it, you know, pantsless. Not that I'm, pan- I mean, I could be pantsless. I'm not, <laughs> but I could know. be. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Kuchina Roar Kitchen Witchery Podcast. And uh, Justin, today we're going to be talking about one of your favorite things. Can you guess what it is? Well, since it's the Cucina Aurora podcast, and it would have to be food related. So I'm guessing it's sandwiches. <gasps> it is sandwiches. Every time you have asked, are we talking about sandwiches? Yep. And today? We're talking about sandwiches. Sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Sandwiches. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a really cute story about <laughs> your love of sandwiches. Oh, okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll tell that. Yeah. What's Joey's favorite food? <laughs> Joey doesn't share food. What's Joey's favorite food? Oh, Joey's favorite food is sandwiches. Exactly. Uh, for our friends, fans out there uh, at Like Us. Joey doesn't share food, and Joey loves sandwiches. Uh, Sorry, water break. It's okay, water break. So, go ahead. what is your what is your sandwich story? Uh, okay, so when I was, I must have been like four or five years old. So you were but wee. I was very wee, <clears throat> except for my head. My head was about the same size. <laughs> Uh, you guys don't know this, but his head is ginormous. Anyone who's seen pictures of me as a child, there, there are not many left, thankfully. I think, I think the term is bobble. Bobble um, Not quite. Like, my, my neck could hold it up. It wasn't quite, like, falling over. Um, but, yeah, it was a, a decent-sized skull for a wee child. Okay. So, so um, my mom was working, and our neighbor, who had a son about my age, she would kind of, like, they, they kind of trade off watching the sure. kids, you know, every now and again. So, I was over at their house. Around lunchtime. And she made us like, I think it was like either pan and cheese or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, something like that. Um, and I thought this was the most magical thing in the world because my mom always made sure like to cook us like me and my sister to cook us like a hot lunch when we were growing up. So it was, you know, um, omelets or, you know, whatever. It was always, it was always a, you know, a hot meal of some kind. Um, so when I came, basically I, I fell in love with, with, you know, things between bread right then I came home and 
I think it was like the, it was either that day or the next day. And my mom said, you know, oh, you know, you know, I'm going to make such and such for lunch, you know, what do you want or whatever. And I said something along the lines of, mom, can I have one of those sandwiches? Like it was like. <laughs> like it was the most magical thing in the world. One of those sandwiches. Probably. <laughs> and with, she... with wonder and joy. <laughs> yes. She, of course, was horrified because she's like, but I, I make these nice meals every day. And then all I wanted was, was something like between two pieces jelly. of bread. Yeah, I didn't care. And to this day, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is still like your one of your favorite things in the world. Yeah, it's 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 a something I can have multiple times a week and I'm still not tired of it, which sounds insane. Not at all. You know, when you love something like that, you yeah. know. So, I mean, sandwiches are... They, so there's a whole part in the book about bread. Mm. And we talked about bread when we discussed pizza in the first episode um and as someone who's gluten-free and i'm sure we have a lot of friends out there that are you know that they have some gluten uh intolerances and stuff like that you might think that those things you can't have but um bread can fall under the category of anything that's you know it could be wheat based it could be um corn based it could be rice based you know any of those things so for our purposes of bread gluten-free would be fine energetically speaking as well right so bread is a kinship food so it's about um you know, a building bonds of friendship, right? So that's amazing because energetically, kitchen witchcraft speaking, you can actually take anything, like you said, to, between two pieces of bread and you can amp up the spiritual nutrition, change the energetic quality, all and all of it being wrapped in kinship and, um, you know, friendship and that sort of, uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, <laughs> uh, the, the connectivity of um, deeper connection between friendship. You know, um, I said in our introduction that like, you're my best friend, when I think we all have multiple best friends, mm -hmm. and that energy of intimacy with a friend when you stay up giggling all night, like think about bread in that way, right? That level of connection with another human being. Um so, I mean, I don't have that much in the way of, like, my favorite sandwich. You know, I didn't have, like, some sort of a transformative moment where you could pinpoint this is when you fell in love with things oh, yeah. between bread, right? But I do have really crazy fond memories of um, where we're from in New York. We call them heroes. And where we're up here now in New Hampshire, they call them subs. Um, but, or, you know, deli sandwiches, right? Like, big, giant deli sandwiches. And the thing that I remember the most that stands out from from my childhood is those ginormous six foot heroes. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know if they do that up here. I don't know if they do that anywhere else in the world. Except, Some place must. Except in New York yeah. on Long Island. And to be fair though, we haven't looked. We have not looked. Unfortunately, I've never seen anything like that gluten-free and I doubt you can make it gluten-free. But yeah. so they, you would get these sandwiches. They were literally a six foot hero. Mm -hmm. Right, and it was it, what like a, it was like a braided. It was Italian like a loaf. braided Italian loaf of Italian. That was bread. like six feet long. It, yeah, it was yeah. the length of your table. Yeah, right, and it would be uh, they would make it on a board, so you yeah. go to like a deli, you'd have to order it like I don't know, uh, either a deli like, or like so the supermarket used to do it too. Like, you'd go to like the deli counter in the supermarket. Yeah, and you'd have to order it like two weeks in advance, mm -hmm. and you could yeah. get it half and half. You get that's how we always had <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always had it half and half. So half Italian. Three feet was Italian hero, yeah. which is your standard, you know, salami and. um Capricorn and pepperoni and, and provolone. And then the other half was American Hero, which was mm -hmm. like turkey. Was roast turkey beef. ham and roast beef usually? Turkey, 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 roast beef, and American cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Which would always melt. It's <laughs> disgusting. But my dad would have it with like Russian dressing mm -hmm. on it, which I, I thought was like the most disgusting well, that, thing. Well, that was the other part is they would give you these like these plastic containers that were about 
about five inches wide. Yeah, the little like uh, like um, the quarter, quarter pound, pound con- yeah, containers yeah, yeah, yeah. of dressing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and you could like there was oil, you could get like oil and vinegar, yes. Russian. Yes. Um, there was something like probably Caesar or something yeah. like that. And this was like the big that was the thing. thing that you did yeah. for a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Or um, a celebrate a barbecue, something like that, and that was always the- my mom would be like, "We're just gonna get a six foot hero." I remember yeah. for my six my sweet sixteen birthday, mm-hmm. we had a hero in the shape of a sixteen, so it was a <laughs> one and a six. Where they're making this bread and where they're having these ovens, I have no idea, <laughs> but it was always a thing, oh, right? Yeah. And if you were gonna have a hero. That was the thing everybody was excited about. There would be side dishes and there could be other things that people would bring stuff for potluck or whatever. But that sandwich was the center of attention, mm-hmm. right? And that- Well, well that was the thing, like, like, especially if you told people beforehand yeah. who were coming to, the, to yeah. the, whatever oh, the party was. Like, oh, yeah, well, so what are you guys going to do? Oh, we're getting a six-foot hero. And of course, the question, you know, what are you guys going to do? Didn't mean what games were we going to play. It right. was, what are we eating? Yep. Yeah. And then it was, oh, we're getting a six foot hero. Oh, oh we're getting a six foot hero. Think, yeah, think about how that like really engaged people. Yeah. Right. And and the the connecting over that sandwich and that that bond of friendship. Like if there is anybody out there that is listening to this and you have had a six foot hero experience, you need to let us know because I haven't. Th- this can't just be a New York. Thing. This can't just be a New York no. thing, right? I haven't heard of anyone in New Hampshire. Uh, or even in Massachusetts. I haven't really heard of anybody down in Massachusetts when we were living there of having a six-foot hero or going to a party or something Yeah, where someone had a six-foot hero and you would think yeah. that, we, that we would have found that by now. You would think. I've, I have to look this up now. I know. Just, like, I, I want to just get a six-foot hero now just to have it. Oh, I know. They don't, again, really something that's hard to find gluten-free, like to find that kind of Italian bread. Yeah. Um, you know, even when we do deli sandwiches at home, like you get real Italian bread and I get like the gluten-free, which is well, yeah. it's just as good. But mm-hmm. And it still has those same energies. But what's really cool is being able to fill a sandwich with whatever energies you want to fill it with, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So let's talk about that for a second. We're talking about, um, we're talking about Italian hero, which is your traditional pork cold cuts, Italian pork cold cuts, right? So when we're talking about sandwiches and we're talking about uh, the fillings, right? So we're having this conversation. We're talking about Italian heroes, and now, of course, my mouth is watering because mm-hmm. oh, Italian heroes. Now I'm just thinking about running out to the, the, to the, the deli meat, <laughs> to the meat store and getting, getting cold cuts. Well, and there was this deli where we used to live on oh. Long Island, uh, and and they they made these heroes that were a foot long at mm. least, maybe a foot yeah. and a half, but they weren't like your subway foot long sandwich. They were no. like maybe a foot. They had to be more. They had to be. Yeah, like, they, they called them they footlongs, called them foot long, but they but were like it was, fourteen or fifteen inches. Yeah, they were the foot huge. was. It was just nominal. They were, yeah. Those were big loaves of bread. Yeah, and and they were. I mean, no exaggeration. Maybe what six or eight inches around, like circumference yeah. wide. Yeah, circumference wise, like they oh were yeah, yeah, huge. They'd, well, they they take the bread, which was a decent sized piece of bread to start with, like a decent little mini loaf of yeah. bread, and then cut it open and stuff it full of yeah. everything. Everything. And by the time they were done, it was a massive, massive sandwich. Yeah. So, so just talking about those Italian cold cuts, yeah. they're all pork based mm-hmm. and uh, pork is a prosperity food. Like think bring home the bacon, yeah. right? It's all about prosperity. So now when you put, when you put all those pork items inside of bread energetically, right? What you're doing is you are uh, bringing prosperity to your friendships and growth to your friendships and prosperity to 
you know, the people that you are sharing this with. So, and now we have the lettuce and tomato that's typically on most sandwiches. Exactly. So then the lettuce being a leafy green is all for uh, money, monetary monetary wealth. And then tomatoes being for love, giving and receiving love. So it's packed full of flavor, packed full of energies. And, and again, using these simple, these really simple things, you don't really think about them until you have that conversation. You go, oh, crap. Look, I made magic. (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm sharing this with this person. And these are the meanings behind these foods. This is really cool. So when I think about that, and then I think back to like our childhood and these giant six foot heroes Mm -hmm. and how people gathered around them and how they became the thing that kept bringing people back and bringing people together. It makes so much sense to me, even though we weren't doing those things intentionally. Um, and and certainly that that wasn't on the forefront of anybody's mm-hmm. mind. It was like this is easy, this is inexpensive. Throw it on the table, everybody will love it. Yeah. Um, but in truth, the energies are still there, whether or not we are aware of them. Oh, yeah. Being aware of them amplifies them, but they're still there. Yeah. So that's kind of a really cool thing. Um. So there's a a sandwich in the book that is Justin's absolute favorite. <laughs> it might be like the favorite thing I make for you at. Period, like across the board. I don't know. It's it's close. It's it's definitely up there. Yeah, it's called what is it called now? The heart warmer sandwich. Heart warmer sandwich. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is a really interesting sandwich because it's traditionally made with a um, round pumpernickel loaf, and you cut off the top, you scoop out the inside, and then you stuff it full of all of these things like chicken and bacon and spinach and caramelized onions and cheese and all these wonderful things. Again, thereby bringing in the the energies of those things. But the first time I made this food was like right when we first got married. Yeah. And I honestly think you were ready to propose again because you, you, you... Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you wrap it up and you bake the whole thing. Yeah. So it's got this crispy, wonderful outside and it's soft and gooey on the inside. Again, something that I've had trouble uh, finding a pumpernickel loaf that I could make this out of and make it gluten-free. Um, but really, really delicious. Um, and, you know, what's really good about that is that we have... Uh, there's cheese in it. And almost every sandwich, I think, a good sandwich. Yeah, most sandwiches that we have have cheese. Yeah. Well, a lot of that has and to And if not, we add the cheese. Yeah, you always you always have to have cheese on your sandwich, you know. But Except peanut butter and jelly. Except That's peanut like butter and jelly. That's the only exception. Everything else pretty much has cheese. I did, however, see on a recipe that popped up on my feed on Pinterest. It was like a, a grilled cheese with like salty um, um, uh, peanut butter, like... And and figs. Okay. And it sounded crazy, but then when huh. they put it together, I was like, that is making my mouth water. Well, it's interesting, right? Because like from a flavor perspective, for me, the peanut butter and the figs would go together mm-hmm. and the figs and the cheese would go together. So it kind of makes sense that it works, mm-hmm. but it's the cheese and the peanut butter that kind of throws you off. But that cheese is filled with joyful energy, yeah. right? And nurturing energy. So every time we put cheese on a sandwich, that's the energy that we're putting on top, like on top of everything. Yeah. Right? You know what I love more than anything. The way you love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I love grilled cheese sandwiches. Yes, you do. And I do have a grilled cheese sandwich for every season. Yes, at least. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. I, uh, with, with like a fall grilled cheese sandwich is mm-hmm. like apples and ham and sharp cheddar cheese. And I usually grill it in rosemary oil. Oh, dear Lord. Now, do you prefer something to like some kind of a sauce with your grilled cheese? So like, like, like that sandwich, for example, to me, that screams for like mustard. stone ground mustard. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it depends because sometimes I'll put that mustard like on the inside of the sandwich yeah. and grill the whole thing together. Like in a heartwarmer sandwich, mm-hmm. you take the, you take mustard and you make a sauce out of it and you put it on the inside of the sandwich Yes, and everything sort of bakes together. Mm-hmm. Um, this past Thanksgiving, we did grilled sandwiches. Yes, that was wonderful. That was... <laughs> Okay, so obviously COVID Thanksgiving, yep. right? And most people, just like us, we didn't have a whole lot of, um, we didn't have people over. Usually we're the house that has Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it's all the people that don't have any place else to go for Thanksgiving come to our house. So this year, that was not the case. Um, and instead, I did Thanksgiving sandwiches that I would normally make as leftovers. So I just, I, I bought like just a little bit of turkey and roasted the turkey and then I made the sandwiches were... You did them more like paninis this year. I did them like paninis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I did um, the shredded roasted turkey, stuffing, gluten-free stuffing, mm-hmm. Swiss cheese, melted, spinach, bacon. Oh, and the crunchy fried onions. Yeah. Put those in there for some crunch texture. And then on the side, I made cranberry Dijon mustard. Yep. Which sounds really fancy. And I really just took the cranberry sauce and mixed it in with the mustard. It worked. Like it was not- it was seriously it, it worked. It was a great balance of flavors was, between the mustard and the cranberries. It was not at all difficult to do. Oh, good. And I do shit like that and people are like, oh my God, where did you come up with this? And I'm like, I don't know. I cranberry, stuck two things together yeah, and it cranberry worked. Cranberry sauce sounded good, but I can't <laughs> dip it in the... And it made the sandwich. Yeah. And the sandwich was great on its own. <laughs> that like put it over the edge. It, that... So I very rarely impress myself that I was like, holy yeah. crap balls, this is delicious. Yeah. And I have to figure out a way like to put to bottle that. Like, cause you all have to try that. It was fucking outstanding. <laughs> was, and there's something that's only gonna be something I ever do like once a year. Oh yeah. You know? Well that's only that that's primarily because you're of me. Well yeah. Because you're you you're fairly regimented on what we eat during which season. Yep. So to have like a, you know, for lack of a better term, a Thanksgiving type yeah. turkey sandwich, yeah. we're not going to have until it starts getting pretty cold out. Yeah. And you can't have it now. I mean, it's January, no. February now. You can't have that now because those flavors are not, they just, they're not what you're craving in the middle of February. So here's what's interesting. So you like typically, yes, at um, the office where I work, there's a little cafeteria and they have like, you know, different things for each day and they've got different sandwiches scheduled for each day. And like on Wednesday is always a Thanksgiving type sandwich. It's always like a turkey and gravy with stuffing sandwich. So how do you feel about that? Do you feel like, and I know that's not really your jam, right? Like you would never order that at a restaurant. I I made it, you loved it, but you would never order that at a restaurant. No. Does that take away for you, someone who doesn't really care about eating seasonally? Like I love to cook seasonal. Mm -hmm. I love to eat seasonal. That's part of my practice. Yeah. Right, as a kitchen witch. But for you, someone who doesn't really give a shit about that, how do you feel about that? Or do you feel like it takes away the specialness of that type of food? Because you can have it all the time now, so it doesn't make it special. It definitely takes away some of the specialness of it for me um, because there is such a strong association with that holiday. Because, I mean, typically, you know, we, we don't, and my family growing up really didn't either. We didn't really have, especially like a, an actual turkey turkey, right. any other time besides like Thanksgiving. Right. So like we'd have obviously like, you know, turkey sandwiches, like cold cuts or, you know, like even just, you know, other, other roasted type of like a roast turkey or something like that. We'd do that, but not the same way that we would right. do like a Thanksgiving type turkey, um, turkey and or, you know, the day after like turkey sandwiches or whatever. Right. Right. That was only for like that time of year. So it's more that I have that, that strong association as that, as like a, a special thing, a holiday thing. So 
who's like, yeah, like theoretically, I could have had that once a week, every right, week for right. the last like three years, mm-hmm. but I never did. Like, I never even crossed my mind. Like, even on the holidays, I was always like, yeah, no. Uh, can I just get something else? Right, right. <laughs> because that, to, to me, it just doesn't jive. And some people love it. Some people will have it. Yeah, you know, they have it all the time. Which is actually, I I talk to them, basically like, you know, why? Why is this? And they're like. <laughs> Everyone like basically they took it off the menu at yeah. one point because they they like they started doing it for the holiday yeah. season and then they dropped it and apparently everyone complained. Really? Yeah. Apparently everyone was like, "No, we have to have that back." And they did. They so it's like once like once a week, or every two weeks or whatever. You know, there's a sandwich again. I really love the the specialness of seasonal food. Yeah. You know, we're bringing this up. It's such a huge theme in in my life and in your life mm-hmm. by default, right? Because I'm the one that cooks for you, but. Um, you know, I mean, I think about it's so simple, right? And it's super basic. I will completely cop to that. I fucking love my Starbucks. You can all get all over me about that. I don't care. PSL time. <laughs> right. When pumpkin spice comes around. Oh, yeah. And if I'm being honest, I'm not a huge fan of a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks. I do lose my mind over a peppermint mocha. Yeah. That's, see, that, that's, well, I, I say that's my weakness, but it's not like we go there all the time and no, get them. No, but like, I, I think I've had two. Yeah. And even the year before, maybe three. Yeah. And I look forward to it yeah. all year when you're able to get, like, that's the thing. Like, it always comes around, um, like, right around my birthday. Yeah. And so that's, like, my birthday gift. Like, you get, a, yeah. if you have a Starbucks, um, like, rewards card, you get a free drink. And that's always, for my birthday, my free birthday drink from Starbucks, that's what I get myself. Mm-hmm. And, I look forward to it all year. It is seasonal. Now I yeah. could I could have peppermint mocha all year round if I wanted to. I could, you know. Yeah, there, there are ways to do that where correct. whenever we wanted to do that, we can. I can make things at home. Yeah. But I find it to be something that's really special and it, it connects me with the season. It connects me with the festivities. Yeah. And and it's smart, you know, because our bodies crave certain things at certain times of year. Right. So I, I, when I'm teaching a class, I always say this, like you, you generally in the middle of January, you're not thinking, you know, what? I can really go for some nice cold watermelon. Like you're generally not. <laughs> yeah, but I can go for ice cream. <laughs> but that's that's ice cream. It's a different story. That's true. You, do you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about like yeah. natural um, um, rhythms of your body and mm-hmm. the earth in which where we live in the Northeast. Yeah. Right. If you live in Southern California. That's a different story. If you live in Texas, that's a different story. But where we live in the Northeast, there are things that the earth is giving us in the middle of winter and things that the earth is not giving us in the middle of winter. And our bodies and our spirits tend to know that Mm -hmm. and like don't crave it. You know, I love um, like a cucumber salad, like a a Greek cucumber salad, cucumbers and feta cheese and onions and and, um, tomatoes. And I've been shopping to Whole Foods and they have a salad like that all the time. It's available year round. Yeah. It is not something I crave year round because to me that's so summery. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm going to make that at home myself, I'm going to make it when my tomatoes and my uh, cucumbers are ripe and I'm picking them right off the vine. I'm not going to have it all year round. Like it's just not something that the rhythms of my body and my spirit are craving. And that's that's a really interesting point to bring up. And, you know, it's funny because we're talking about sandwiches. Um, but there are sandwiches that I will only make oh yeah in the certain season mm-hmm. right there's a summer there's a spring summer one there is a winter one mm-hmm. at least <laughs> at least one right yeah at least one i really want to talk about um i really want to talk more about grilled cheese and seasonal Ooh. seasonal sandwiches all right um so let's take a quick break mm-hmm. um and we'll come back to that in just a minute sure mm-hmm. 
Are you looking for a little more spiritual, witchy, and insightful inspiration? Check out some of my favorite podcasts. Crossroads and Cauldrons takes on topics like community, magic, and pagan living in the Deep South. Dive deep with Radically Loved podcast in discussions about spirit, mindset, and wellness. And don't forget That Witch Life, bringing a unique perspective of everyday spells and rituals in the Pacific Northwest. Find them all on Spotify. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking about sandwiches. Sandwiches. Good good times. Good times. Fun times. Time. Good times. Yeah. yeah good times. Um, oh, sorry, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, so <laughs> sandwiches, right? We were talking about seasonal sandwiches. Yes. And during the break, you said you were... Uh, it's funny, because in my notes for this episode, I was like... Um, what connects us to the memories of sandwiches? Mm. And you were like, oh, that made me think of this one time. So, <laughs> so um, we were talking about, originally we were talking about sandwiches as a food that promotes friendship. Yes. Um, so one day I was out with my buddy Tim. Uh, we were, you know, looking, going to guitar stores and looking at guitars and things like that because that's what we do. Tim I. Tim I. We love you, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tim, Tim's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. Um, good, good person. Yes, Tim's wonderful. Yeah. So we we're hanging out and we stopped to go get food at a diner. And we're looking at the menu, and there's a couple of cheeseburgers, and, and Tim and um, Tim and my tastes are pretty complimentary. Yeah. So usually, if I get something, he'll probably li- you know like something similar. So there was two burgers that both of us happened to be looking at, mm-hmm. and neither one of us could decide between the two, and we didn't realize that until we're like, oh, what are you gonna get? Like, I don't know. I'm tra- trying to decide between these two yeah. things. Like, Me too. So then we're like, well, do you want to order one and I'll order the other one, and we just cut them in half and like swap halves, and we're like, yeah, okay, cool. So the way. <laughs> We, we we say this as we're ordering, and the waitress kind of looks at us like, "Oh, and so cute. yeah." And then the um, so they they bring the food over. Yeah, you know, we we kind of we cut the burgers in half, swap, yeah. and then like I think like either the waitress saw us do that or something, yeah. and then like all of a sudden like Tim and I kind of got this feeling like we were being watched. Yeah, and we look up, and literally the entire diner was just like just staring at us. And Tim goes, "And we just made cutest couple in the restaurant." Uh, that's because you are <laughs> so cute. You know, it's funny though. Yeah. It's that. Uh, girls do that all the time. Yep. And no one bats an eye. No. No. It's not a thing. And yep. I love the fact that that you guys are so comfortable and love each other so much. It's like, it's it makes oh, sense yeah. that you would mm-hmm. share, right? Because yeah. you're like besties. Yeah. And, and, it, and it really was like a, a bonding thing. Like, you know, yeah. it feels like, like oh yeah, I'm going to share, share my food with you. Mm-hmm. And that, There's then like that a, you're sharing like your food just, with me. Like that, like you said, like that kinship, yeah. that breaking bread with someone. Yeah, literally. Yes. Right. And that's where it comes from. That's where yeah. that phrase comes from, is that breaking bread, yeah. is where you kind of put your troubles aside and you sit together and you share that meal. You know, it's exactly what we're talking about. So I love that story. Thanks for sharing that sure. story. It's, it, it was honestly, it was a lot of fun to have happen because neither of us saw it coming. <laughs> Begs the question, yes. is a burger a sandwich? Ooh. Here we go. Ooh. We've we've actually had arguments with other people about this. It's like, we have. is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a burger a sandwich? Yeah, you know, uh, is a I, quesadilla a sandwich? I don't know. It's just a Mexican panini. Well, yeah, I don't, it's it's it's, I don't, it's a bread type thing with stuff between bread yeah, type thing. Yeah. So 
isn't it a sandwich? I don't know. I I'm I'm gonna reserve my opinions on that and stick to kitchen witchery. Oh, I'll I'll happily voice my opinions on people for that. <laughs> I definitely think that a burger falls into the category of sandwich. I think so. If if not a tra- it's obviously if not a traditional sandwich, then sandwich derivative or yeah. like cousin of sandwich. I feel like if sandwich is the like family tree. Yes. There's the burger family, you know, mm-hmm. and then yes. there's like the grilled cheese family. And then there's like the panini family and yes. the hero family and mm-hmm. the, you yeah, know. There's all, all different variants of sandwich. But they all come from the same. Yeah, it's all still the same basic components. Sandwich it's, tree. Yeah, it's. Br- family br- tree sandwich. Br- bre- bready star. Yeah, the, <laughs> the family tree of bready starch <laughs> things with, with, uh, stuff with stuff between In the them. middle. Yeah. Yeah. Typically I, of a protein variety. Not necessarily. Again, That's why I said typically. Let's talk. Yeah. About grilled cheeses. There's protein and dairy. Grilled cheeses. I love you. (laughs) Okay. All right. So there is nothing that makes me happier. Literally. Especially during the winter. Especially when it's snowing outside. If if it's cold outside, then the the chances of us having grilled cheese sandwiches are high. I want a grilled cheese sandwich Mm -hmm. and soup. Now, I don't care what kind of cheese. I don't care what kind of sandwich. And I don't care what kind of soup. Nope. And I could do without the soup. I don't. I don't need the soup. Some some days you really do though. But like there's some days you're like must have soup. Potato soup. Ooh. Potato soup. Yeah. With a sharp cheddar mm. and bacon grilled cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, come on, people. Yes. That says joy, grounding, and mm. comfort all over it. It does. Right. Especially like you said, like we're snowing on like a hooky day. Yeah. Well, what used we, to be we, hooky we don't days, have hooky we don't days have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like a snow day. Don't have snow days anymore. Yes. <laughs> A Saturday yes. in which it's snowing and you have a Doctor Who marathon yeah. and eat grilled cheese sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> it's the Perfect. best thing in the world. But like I said before, cheese is a joyful food. And again, being able to connect is just the best thing in the world. What's terrible is with a gluten allergy, most of the <laughs> gluten-free breads are like teeny tiny and you need to make like four sandwiches yes. to equal. Well, I always feel bad because like the, the normal... So there's like, you know, the two, the two sizes of standard bread. There's like your Wonder Bread size and then like your actual bread size. Right. And we usually, like I usually get a loaf of actual bread actual size bread. Actual bread size bread. And when you compare that to what shows up when you get a loaf of gluten-free bread, mm-hmm. it's like, it's not even two thirds. Like one slice is not even two thirds the size of a standard no. slice. It's no, not. but that just means I get to have like four sandwiches. But you also get like eight pieces of bread and a loaf. <laughs> and it's only seven ninety nine. At least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they 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 yeah. really get you coming and yeah. going with gluten-free but there, bread. But there are really some very very good brands, and there, there are, are really some uh, things that you don't mind paying for because they are so good. I have yet to master making gluten-free bread, yeah. and it's funny because that's gonna take a lot of time. I Ten think. years ago or eleven years ago at this yeah. point, when I found out about my gluten allergy, I had been gifted a bread maker, and I think I had made one loaf of yes. real good bread in that bread maker and then I found out about the gluten allergy and I don't think I ever used that bread maker ever again and I donated it to someone who wanted it. You uh, tried. You tried I, doing like either a gluten-free loaf or something similar. Yeah. And that's I tried when, a, that's when, yeah. That's when you got fed up. You're like, you know what? No. Never mind. No. That, as as my dear Gina would say, yeah. the, uh, the juice isn't worth the squeeze when it comes to baking your own uh, gluten-free bread. Yeah. It's just... Unless you really like making bread. Unless you really... And, and I, I to be fair, I have not tried like making my own sourdough. Mm. Um, which I've heard is not that difficult to do once you get your starter going. And it makes a really, really great uh, gluten-free bread because of all that 
uh, yeast and all that sugar and all that air that's happening in the starter. Um, but I honestly, that just, it's just too much. It's just too much. Yeah, it's a lot of effort. I'm, I am definitely a kitchen witch, but there are certain things that I, I'm much more of a cook than a baker. And uh, baking bread from scratch, although I have tried in the past, regular bread is much easier. Gluten-free bread, you, you put in double the effort and you get terrible results. It's just, <laughs> it's just awful. It's, yeah. it's like paste. Yeah. Um, so sure it's, can be. it's just totally, totally not worth it. Um, so in terms of like we were talking about, you know, stuffing sandwiches full of ingredients for different purposes. Um, would you have to say that like you prefer hot sandwiches to cold sandwiches? Ooh, that's an excellent question. Um, I don't think so. I think it's it's more that I mean, really, most things between two pieces of bread are fine for me. Um, I think it, it will depend partially on the season. So you know, hot sandwiches versus cold, depending on the weather. Like for example, I love Italian sandwiches, like mm. Italian cold cuts. Um, but I don't crave those as much in the wintertime mm-hmm. unless we're doing it for a holiday. Yeah. Like unless we're getting cold cuts because it's a specific day yeah. we've designated to have sandwiches yeah. and and, and we really don't have that kind of processed meat in yeah. our house ever except for like a twice, like, like twice, twice a year. year. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and I get, I agree with you, like a hot sandwich versus a cold sandwich. Yeah. Um, I, for me, it all comes down to that feeling, that intuition, like what am I craving at that time? Right? Yeah. So it's freezing cold right now. I mean, it's like 17 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really windy for the last two days. And I'm actually sitting here under a big cozy comforter and we have the electric fireplace on. And so when we're talking about sandwiches, what's coming to mind for me is grilled cheese sandwiches, those big toasty sandwiches, yeah. um, anything I can put in the broiler, even just for a minute or something like yeah. that. Um, Although, I mean, you, you did mention, we, did, we were talking about the uh, the turkey sandwich, so that's been stuck in my head that's now. That's stuck in your head now. Yeah. So like those hearty, like yeah. really hearty, like meal, mm-hmm. like it's a whole meal, you need yes. nothing else to go with it, um, and very satisfying. Um, but in the summertime, like you said, what I crave in terms of a sandwich is something refreshing, right? So I love something like... Um, chicken salad with fresh tomatoes and pickles on you know on bread not toasted not you know just like really fresh greens i do like like a vegetarian kind of sandwich you know like a capre sandwich tomatoes and cheese and and balsamic and just that you know oh god that you know that makes me think of it makes me think of gyros Mm -hmm. yeah i mean again is that a sandwich i don't know it's a it's a a pita pita that's foldy and oh again bread bread type thing wrapped around protein type thing chicken gyros with feta cheese and and all that but again for me that's gonna be like a summary food. And I think about the the energies of those things that I'm craving and how they really do associate with what's happening in the natural world. When it's cold out, when it's, you know, the middle of winter and everything's dark, you want comfort, you want yep. grounding, you want to feel cozy. And sometimes um, you just want to get warm. And sometimes you just want to get yeah. warm. Sometimes you need that warm meal to literally warm up your, your insides yeah. if you're Yeah. And then in the summertime, you're like, oh, everything's super fresh and everything's in bloom and, and you know, and sometimes you just take whatever's in the fridge or whatever's, you know, just come from the farmer's market and just wrap it in a wrap. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? And that too is is amazing and delicious. And all of that with that energy of sharing and breaking bread and connecting with people, which I think is why it's so often we find like what you had experienced in that diner is you know, I'm going to share this with you. Yeah. I'm going to take half and give it to you. Like, how do you feel 
if I'm like, oh, here, have half of my sandwich. Like, have you ever been on the receiving end of something like that? Like you, the general you, not necessarily you, Justin, but like <laughs> the general you, how do you feel when someone shares food with you? If someone had a giant sandwich and you were hungry and someone turned around to you and said, here, have half my sandwich, how would that make you feel? And I think that's a really good thing to think about when you're thinking about making sandwiches or baking bread or assembling these sandwiches for family or friends, whatever you decide to put in them, is how would you feel if someone was sharing with you and put that energy into those sandwiches that you're making, right? Yeah. Yeah. Does it make you want sandwiches right now? Yes. It's soup tonight. Does that mean there's no sandwiches? I mean, I could make sandwiches, but I don't know how well a grilled cheese sandwich is going to go with like Thai noodle soup. So we'd have to figure out a Thai sandwich. I could make that happen. I'm thinking maybe fried chicken. Fried chicken Thai sandwich? Yeah, with Thai spices. Okay, you make it. <laughs> you make it. I will brainstorm that. You, you brainstorm yeah. that and you let me know how it goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. This was a really fun conversation about Justin's favorite food in the world. <laughs> a sandwiches. Um, yeah, so join us next time. I think we have one episode left in this series. Um, thank you so much for all of your support in this podcast. We're having a lot of fun doing this and, uh, we'll see you next time. And until then I leave you with many blessings and much, much gratitude. <laughs>